All right, I'm sorry. I I'm done uh, wrecking the show. I was just curious. You're can quitting. We do, uh, can we do uh, Aladdin? Can Screw we do Aladdin you, song? Brian. Okay, so we should do an intro so that we have one on tape. Are you recording this on tape? <laughs> Wind the reel, Thomas. Like when we get to the end of the reel, just tell it we'll stop, and you can switch to the next reel. Uh, okay, let's go. Uh, <laughs> Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the Substandard Expanded Universe. Welcome to the SSEU podcast. Uh, We are back once again. Uh, I am Thomas, your host, together with Ryan, your Second host, and Chris, your third host. Ryan and Chris, I have a question for you to kick off today's episode. Earlier today, I went to uh, pick up my sister and my niece to uh, bring them to my parents' place because tomorrow is uh, Midsommar, which is a big traditional Swedish holiday. Uh, But on the road, I was about to... So this is a country road. It only has one lane that goes in each direction, uh, and it's really curvy. And so it's really hard to, to pass other people. And I had a car... Uh, with a trailer in front of me, and you couldn't really see past the car. You couldn't really see what was coming uh, because of the trailer. Uh, And he flashed uh, his blinkers, indicating for me that the coast was clear. I passed him. When I passed him, I flashed my left blinker and then my right blinker to thank him, to which he responded by briefly turning on his headlights, uh, like flashing his headlights. Is this universal? Do people do this elsewhere? No, I would not have. Uh, I would not have bothered thanking him, and I would not have expected a "you're welcome" flash from him either. <laughs> if someone like flashed their turn signal to tell me that the coast was clear, I would not believe them. <laughs> but I, I, I would, know like when you I would said say, this, "You're I've, trying to get me killed." I don't think so. And I've I never blink- heard of someone using their blinker to say coast is clear. I've never, I've never. Yeah, I mean, to me, that does not seem safe. That seems like, you know, someone could tell you because because people will do that. Like, you know, you're trying to cross, you know, you're trying to turn in front of you're trying to turn left. And there's one, you know, there's like two lanes of traffic that are stopped and that have uh-huh. and that they're like, oh, yeah, come on, come on. And you cannot see the cars coming the other way. And so then, like, sometimes the person that stopped and letting you turn will say, oh, come on, come on. It's clear now. You can go. You can go. And I've seen several times I've seen that happen. I've seen people start to go, but like have kind of a delayed reaction. And so by the time they do go, like it's it's not clear anymore and almost get an accident. And I'm sure accidents have been caused that way. So I don't know. To me, like, yeah, I don't think in America, I don't think you trust the the people telling you to uh, it's clear. Another another signal you can do is that if you are about to pass someone and you want to warn them that you're about to pass them, uh, you just flash your brights and they will know that you're about to pass. If someone it's, flashed their brights and they're behind me, I would like you would try to I, I would try to block them from passing me. <laughs> I, would, I would turn into NASCAR mode and I would be like, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I just wasn't sure if this was a universal thing that people communicated this way on the road, but I think it might be a, a Swedish thing. Maybe people in other places do something else. I don't know. So you said or, you, or you put on your blinker to say thank you? Like, I 
I don't see that as a like a signal. A it, blinker is it, an indication it, of where I'm turning. I could see flashing lights well, as being like, oh, like there's a cop up there, or or so so turn, you turn your, your turn your lights on or turn them or, off or, or fuck you. You make or, your blinkers blink once. So you blink you blink once with your left one and once with your right one. Mm. So only one blink with each side, and that means thank you. I, mm. I've never heard of this. And you did this all on your Volvo. My parents Volvo, of course. You didn't. My, you, you didn't ride your Volvo over in a ship. <laughs> uh, on a row row? No, no, I did not. Your your use of the word of the verb ride reminds me of when when I used to live in Pittsburgh, and it was so weird how locals would use the word ride. They're like, "Hey, can you ride me to the movies?" <laughs> and what they're asking is if like you can give me a ride. So if I'm like Ryan, can you ride me to the store? Um, they're asking for a ride. Okay, that does sound weird. No, it's, it's not. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I would not. If you're not used to it, you're like, uh, what? <laughs> I'm not riding you anywhere. And this was where? Pittsburgh. Oh. Well, you're a Steelers fan, though, right? Uh, no. I'm Are a you kidding? I'm a good person. I thought that one year you hosted, like, a Super Bowl party, and... Like the Steelers were winning, and like some people st- were started going to bed early because the the Steelers were winning, and like the host of the party like went to bed because the Steelers were winning, and it was kind of awkward. I've had awkward moments at Super Bowl parties when Super- when the Steelers played, like because I was like yelling at the TV and cheering a little too aggressively against them. But, but that, was, never, that you, was a different time in my life. Uh, you've never hosted you you've never hosted a party where you went to bed early. <laughs> While your guests were still there. Oh, did I tell that story? Did I do that? <laughs> did I do no, that? I I I've heard. I think I did. I think I pouted and like went to bed, and everyone was like, "What the?" Yeah, okay, I did. I did that. But but there was a year <laughs> that the, the Packers played the Steelers, and I just didn't watch it. Um, so I have no idea what happened in that game. I think the Packers won, but I I don't know much about that year. Aren't the Packers your team though? Wait, no, that's that's what time is it? So. <laughs> uh, 4 a.m. Hong Kong time. <laughs> hey Ryan, hmm. did you see that um, the Ashton Kutcher Steve Jobs movie is now on Prime? Wait, the actual Ashton Kutcher one is on Prime the now. Actual Ashton Kutcher, Aaron Sorkin can, can one. Can we watch on, it for the show? Can we watch uh, it? What's that one called? It's called uh, <laughs> it's like Steve Jobs, I think. I think that one's just called Jobs. It's called the Ashton that, Kutcher can job. It's called Robert Kraft. <laughs> the one with Ashton Kutcher is just called Jobs. One with Big Dong Fassbender is is called what? Steve Jobs. <laughs> There's a mashup on the Washington Post. Both Steve Jobs movies in two minutes. <laughs> I wonder what that said. Well, I, I don't want any spoilers, so, mm. so opt out of that. <laughs> he doesn't die. So here's how much, here's how much I hate spoilers. Even though I was, I could not be less excited to go to X Men. Dark Phoenix. I still didn't listen to the Sub Beacon episode until after I saw the movie, and which I'm, I'm actually really glad I did because um, I was so much like this movie's gonna suck that I actually enjoyed the movie and I actually thought it was good. Yeah, you can do that sometimes to where uh, that's happened to me to where like I'm so sure that it's just gonna be so terrible that uh, uh, like you know it, it ends up being eh, fine, but. To me, it's like, yeah, well, actually, it was okay. 
where, where had I listened to JVL be like, actually, it was pretty good. Um, I, I probably would have hated it. I would have been. Bro, like, yeah, right. Like, I thought that this was supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Great Dark Phoenix out of five stars. Out of five stars? Three and a half. Really? Three okay. Go on. Is that like a B? B? So, That's a B. So I went to see, I've seen Godzilla. And yeah. let me tell you, this might be the worst thing <laughs> put on the big screen in a decade. <laughs> it is terrible. It is so bad. Every single line of dialogue made me cringe. It made me want to punch the people on the screen. The way that they do... I haven't seen any of the other movies, but and I understand that they were trying to introduce new viewers to it, and they tried to do their flashbacks and weave the story together. They made a complete hash out of it. It was so bad. And the, the, the monsters, like they mentioned, the Sabican, they do not stay consistent in size. Sometimes they're massive, <laughs> and other times it looks like they're bigger. And... It, and and just the hu- JVL is right. The human bit of it, like the humans in Godzilla, make the movie worse. Everyone, with the exception of Ken Watanabe, makes the movie worse. They they are all TV actors. They are all TV actors and shouldn't appear in a single movie ever in their lifetime again. It was <laughs> it <laughs> horrible. Go see it. So it's so bad. <laughs> Wait, so, but you're telling me that a movie of CGI monsters hitting each other is bad? That part, that part is sort of good. That part's okay. sort of good. Like just when the monsters are going at it, give me an hour of that and call it done. Monsters going at it? Ew. Y- yeah, that that too. Is that what you said? Going at it? Yeah, going at it. Get your mind out of the gutter. Jesus. Unsus- unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and there is a – so when they are in what supposedly is Atlantis where Godzilla or Gajira goes to recharge, they they send three drones, underwater drones, to go and investigate where Gajira is. And each of them, all three of them, before they get there, they, they, they get wrecked. They, they are destroyed because of the radiation or whatever it is. Then they send in Ken Watanabe. In Underwater? Some sort of – yeah, uh, some sort of submarine thing. And he gets to Godzilla. He gets out of his vehicle. He uh, <laughs> charges and activates a nuclear bomb. Then he walks up to Gajira and he pets him. And he's fine. Yes. He's just standing there. I don't know. That's great, That's it, great when so... the logic breaks down and, like, they don't even explain, like, well, he's immune to radiation. Like, they just, like, yeah, okay, this this... Like sure, radiation lasts hundreds of years, but like in in the course of hours, like it's fine for him. I, I, it's it, it's the I I might never go to a movie again because because <laughs> well, no one so put a gun to your head and told you to go see Godzilla. <laughs> my so I was visiting one of my oldest friends. We went to preschool together. We went to the same high school. Uh, the same college, and his son really wanted to go see Godzilla. So we went and saw Godzilla. He loved it. He loved it. Okay. My brother watched the Gareth Edwards. Did he make a Godzilla? And like, both, Maybe. Both of, there are like 35 of them. Yeah. Both of us are kind of of the opinion of like giant monsters fighting's dumb. But he was like, it, it was actually better than I thought it would be. But maybe that was just because he's a competent. Oh, that was the... 
2014. I've seen that one. That's the one with... Uh, isn't Brian Cranston in that one? Yeah, yeah, he is. It's yeah, it's not... Yeah, I really don't have much interest in monster movies either, but I did watch that one. It was it was okay. It was better than what I expected. Oh, I guess that's the prequel to this one, to the one that just came out, actually. So now that it's kind of out there in the open, like people are actually tweeting about the secret podcast. Did are we gonna talk about the 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 JVL pod, the secret podcast with the Parkland kid who who didn't get into Harvard? I've not had a chance to listen to this episode yet. What do Sarah and JVL say? Well, my here's my big takeaway: JVL changes his oil every two thousand miles. What? What a lunatic! So he goes How to often the dentist is that? like six times a year. <laughs> he goes to the dentist four times a year, and then like so everyone agrees that it's a huge like scam that they say change your oil every three thousand miles. That it's closer to five. Like if you if you change your oil every five thousand miles, you'll be good. Um, some cars now even say ten thousand, but like right. every five thousand miles, you're good. And JVL says no, I'm gonna do it every two thousand miles. So like. I just started thinking about this. Like, what other like weird maintenance things does he do? <laughs> like, does he call like he's, refrigerator wait, wait, like hang, hang, hang to preemptively uh, service his fridge, or does he take his um Amazon Fire Stick to the to the Geek Squad to say, hey, like, can you can you service this? And they're like, we don't have. Sure, yeah, hundred dollars. We'll service your Fire Stick for you. We'll get it. We'll get how, it running fast. How often do you think he shines his shoes? I have the impression he doesn't wear shoes that require shining. Uh, how often do you think he buys new shoes? Or does he just buy really expensive ones? I, I, I think he doesn't he talk about like he, As much as he talks sneakers. about clothes, I've never heard him really talk about shoes. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard anything about shoes, but I'm guessing he wears what, what they out east call sneakers. Or what in the Midwest <laughs> we call tennis shoes. Like to, So he wears, uh, what, American Giant hoodies and Prana jeans. I'm guessing he's wearing... Not fancy shoes. I'm sure they're very expensive. Like Fila? they're Merrill. <laughs> he's still got. Yeah, he's, 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 he's still got some of those Fila's left over. He's he's going through them. When this episode drops, um, I will actually be hanging out with JVL, so I will I will um report on that. I'll I'll check out his shoe situation. Won't ruin the surprise. Um, I I you know he he uh he likes um. I see. I don't know if he's gonna like it, but I, I got a gift for everyone and their family. I got JVL a a, a uh, South Dakota tank top. Um, he likes tank tops, so I got him a South Dakota tank top. So <laughs> he's gonna love it, or he's it's he's never he's gonna be like this is the ugliest thing I've ever seen, and he's never gonna wear what, it. What did you get, mm-hmm. Shannon? Mm-hmm. I got Shannon uh, a South Dakota a Sioux Falls South Dakota mug from Starbucks. Um, you know, Starbucks has like local um, kind of. Uh, I I actually didn't know that. Yeah, like if if you go to a city, they might have like a skyline. Um, yeah, they sell those. So like we got Sioux Falls. A, yeah, yeah, Sioux Falls skyline. Um, and I got her some some <laughs> coffee. I got Flash. I got him um, like a crap ton of baseball cards. Like I'm gonna buy these kids affection. Um, kids, people only from South Dakota. <laughs> Sparky Anderson and. Uh, just yeah, just South Dakota. No, I, I just went to Target and got this like giant thing of of current baseball. South so. Dakota toilet seat covers. South Dakota. Toilet. Did, did you get Did you get anything for a favorite? Yep. Uh, well, I asked Jordan to pick out uh, stuff for for the girls for favorite and for for E. But uh, Jordan, for whatever reason, didn't want to pick out stuff for them. So we just got them 
stuff that we that Jordan loves, which is there are these these things are a scam. They're called LOL surprises for like oh. anywhere I'm- from eight to twenty dollars. There are these um, basically blind bags where you unwrap it and there's a different item inside. Collect them all. Vision impaired bags, please. Yep, yeah, it's the, that's the idea to to blind the children. For G money, we got him a little toy car. What what else is on the agenda for your DC trip? You're going to send the Matthews. Oh, is that yeah. what it's called? Oh. Sorry, I didn't understand you. I was like, Sand Matthews? Who? Who is Sand Matthews? According uh, <laughs> so, to Sand, Sand Matthews, my favorite restaurant. <laughs> we're arriving at noon on Saturday. So it's going to be a very short trip, uh, basically 24, a little over 24 hours. We're going to arrive around noon Saturday and just hang out. I don't know if the weather's going to be nice. Maybe go to the pool. Maybe you know, spill some cheese powder on the deck. Just kind of hang out. At 6 o'clock, we're going to go to the Potomac Nationals game. Uh, it is not just a Potomac Nationals game. It is Indiana Jones Temple of Doom night. Oh. Commemorating well, the first of and, the trilogy. And, and, and you are joined by uh, others from the SSEU, right? Yeah. Uh, Matt are Matt they going to have, like, snacks? Like, you can eat, like, monkey brains? Yeah, that's, that's, and... that's the hope. All kinds of nasty stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Matt and Katya are going to join us um, from the SSEU. Matt uh, is a local who has gone to every SSEU event. Is is Rick and Erica coming? They they oh. have a wedding on Saturday, so we're going to meet them at St. Matthew's Cathedral uh, on Sunday morning, where That's we're going to go to the Latin Mass. Yep, Sand Matthews. <laughs> so we're going to meet Matt and Katya, I think, and Erica and Rick. And um, we're going to be joined by Haiku Jonah and family, and then we're going to um, just kind of see some of the sites. Go to the go to the giant uh, giant uh, obelisk. Uh, is that is that uh, is that the the FDR memorial? That giant is that Woodrow Wilson? You're going to visit the 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 site where they filmed White House Down. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and Forrest Gump. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the hope is to we're in Forrest Gump. They're they're in front of that place with the columns. With that guy sitting on the chair, is that J- James Buchanan? Um, <laughs> and no, uh, of course, he tells that story, and they unplug, they unplug the microphones, and you can't hear him. And then um, at the other end, uh, there's this building with a dome at uh, the end of the of the mall that's pretty important in other movies, and we'll, we'll probably visit that. We'll, we'll just try to see some of the sites. Just try to tell them which movies, all that stuff. This is all stuff from <laughs> movies. And then we're gonna steal the Constitution. No, or is it the Declaration of Independence? Which what is it yeah. that he steals? You steal the Declaration. I think he steals the Declaration. Yeah. We're gonna steal. I think the- I've never seen those movies. Transition. So I have uh, other uh, other things I wanted to mention. Two things. Uh, have you guys ever been go karting? Sure. I did it today because my nephew is like a, a manager at this. I don't know what to call it. It's like an entertainment center. They have laser game. They have go-karts. They have an arcade. They have uh, a nightclub, a bar. It's everything in the in the same building. It's really, it's massive. He just let me in to the go-kart track, and I grabbed one of the go-karts, and I was alone in there, and I got to drive around for an hour. It was so much fun. Uh, I I had a blast. And then he, of course, got in a car and he did like five laps and he beat me. So um, <laughs> I assume that he gets a lot of practice. Uh, mm. But besides yeah. that, uh, I also have a new crush and I feel like everyone should know about this. Uh, Emily Wickersham, uh, who's uh, in NCIS. So charming, so beautiful. 
everything a man could possibly want. So this is my new goal. NCIS, National Charisma Institute <laughs> Studies. Which which my dad watches every weekday, every weeknight, I should say, and I've seen a few episodes. So that that one's not my fault. I'm the one who watch. I'm the one who watches Blue Blood. <laughs> Blue Blood. Not Blue Bloods, not the show with Tom Selleck. He watches Blue Blood. Chris, so how far do you think you chucked that doll that Jordan put in the toilet? <laughs> um, not as far as you might think. Um, but yeah, I, I threw it pretty far. Man, I told I've told you I've guys heard, a lot of stories. I've heard Holy forty. Cow. I've heard forty yards. <laughs> Probably to the to the back of the yard. Oh yeah, yeah. To where and, it, it, and, stayed, and you, it stayed. It stayed for weeks. And you, you, man, I can't believe I told you guys that story. And I told you that I gave up on a Super Bowl party because you also told us that movie. like uh, you've never learned how to dive. Like if you play sharks and minnows in a pool, you can't really do it because <laughs> you don't know how to dive. Uh, I know how to dive. Is my brother feeding you stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, this, this is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Laugh it up. Are you guys having fun? You guys having fun? This is what you do to everyone else. You try to get like. You having fun? I I may have asked your brother for some things that might annoy did you. Tell you about, did, did I that might annoy me? Did, did he tell you about the time that? Um, a, a loose turd was found at the cabin, and I was so grossed out that I went and jumped in the lake. No. <laughs> did you tell you about that? Did, did you dive? What do you mean a loose turd? Like, how, what do you mean a loose turd? I mean a loose turd. Like, there was a, like, It was a, just walking around. <laughs> turds don't walk, you idiot. It had gotten out of itself? It had gotten out of, out of a, rolled out of a diaper somehow during a change, or maybe it was just a little turd that slipped out. But there, there was a turd that was found, I think, on a blanket. I was just so grossed out um, because I'm like, I, I don't know what else has been um, uh, uh, infected. Like, I, I don't know how this has been spread. So I went and I jumped in the lake. Yeah, you jumped in the lake and got MRSA. So I have um 40 most powerful people in comedy. Uh, did Tim just send this to me, or did he send this to all of us? Who? Yeah, Tim. He sent this to all of us. Um, to powerful people in comedy, and Jim Gaffigan, Gaffigan was I, tweeting, tweeting about it. Am I on it? it? Yeah, you are on it. Um, let's see. Number... Powerful? N- like, I don't think of power and comedy being mm-hmm. hand-in-hand at all. Kevin Alterman. President, Comedy Central. Okay. Judd Apatow. Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, Kenya Baris. Writer, producer, actor. Never heard of him. Adam Egit And S.D. Adaram. They're bookers at the Comedy Store and the Comedy Cellar. Adam Egit is the guy that was on Norm MacDonald's show. Neil Brennan. What has Neil Brennan done in the last, like... Ten years. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and David Mandel. Ellen DeGeneres. Jessica Elbaum. 
producer. No idea. Hannah Gadsby, Bill Hader, and Alec Berg. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish, Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon, how does he still have power? Like he's gotten like kicked out of every like every show he's had is gotten can't get on a network anymore. Mindy Kaling, uh, the late night hosts. <laughs> they just like they don't even say their names. It's like it, it, lists, it, it lists Samantha B, Stephen Colbert, oh, okay. James Corden, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Bill Maher, Seth Meyers, Hassan Majani, or Minaj, Conan O'Brien, John Oliver, Lily Singh. Yeah. Wait, wait, slow down. Who is that? Hassan Minaj. He hosted. Um, I don't didn't know he has a show, but he hosted the uh, the media, the White House Correspondence Center, or he was the comic for it for like two years ago. But so so this list is stupid. If you take someone like Samantha, Samantha B or Bill Maher, how many people watch those shows? Not very oh many. Like, gosh. like <laughs> like not that many more than listen to the Sub Beacon. Phil Lord and Chris Miller, Chuck Lorre, ugh, he's like the showrunner of The Big Bang Theory. He was yeah, the show yeah. showrunner of Two and a Half uh, Men. Two and a Half Men before that. Uh, he also does the the one with uh, Young Sheldon, Anna, Chris Pratt's ex-wife, and oh my uh, gosh, it's not gonna be one of these days, is it? Um, I know what you're talking about. I've never seen it though. And what's her name? Like I just saw her in in I, Tanya on Hulu. Anna Pratt. But Anna, it, Anna her, Ferris. Anna Faris and who is this? Like she's a really well-known actress, and I, she was in West Wing and oh, Allison Jenny. Yes, Allison no. Jenny. I think Chuck Lorre does that. Seth MacFarlane, The Managers, and it lists Dave Becky, Julie Diarman, E. Brian Dobbins, Michael Lasker, David Miner, Peter Principato, and Christy Smith. Yes, yeah, no, it's it's Principato. Principato. <laughs> Uh, Sebastian Minikowsko, Minisalko. Oh, yeah. He's an sure. actor or comic. Melissa McCarthy, Kate McKinnon and Pete Davidson. <laughs> Lauren Michaels, John Mulaney, Kumail Nanjiani, Will Packer, producer, I don't know, Amy Poehler, Issa Rae, no idea, Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, Adam Sandler, Amy Schumer, Michael Shore, The Talent Agents, List a bunch of people I don't know. The touring agents, more people I don't know. Network com- <laughs> network comedy brass. What is this list? Phoebe Waller Bridge, and it's not listing numbers. Oh, I, I know her. Yeah, number we're at. Jeff it's Willis. It's not really a ranking. President of comedy Live Nation. Ali Wong. Uh, she was in that. Uh, Always be my maybe. That was pretty funny. We watched that. And that's it. That's the whole list. I mean, it's bizarre. So, like, right next to each other are Kevin Hart and Mindy Kaling. Kevin Hart, who was blackballed from from right. hosting the Oscars, and Mindy Kaling, who, congrats, like, you just sold your recent movie for $13 million. But, like, it's it's a like, huge uh, box office. How is this bomb. the most powerful people? Like, and so Jim Gaffigan tweeted about it, and he's like, is this list supposed to be funny? So did they forget to include Real Power, Dave Chappelle, uh, Chris Rock, Jerry Seinfeld, who everyone wants to be on his show, Comedians in Car, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, or Joe Rogan, whose podcast is Power, which I, I hate Joe Rogan. But I agree that, like, if you're just talking about, like, the most powerful people, like, 
Joe Rogan should be on there. Right. Yeah, and there's there's no flag Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Is this for the show? Are we doing this for the show? I don't. I mean, I don't know. Am I crazy? Like Pete Davidson and Kate McKinnon are like the the worst people on SNL. No, that's stupid. They're they're the Kay. best people on SNL. Oh no, no. Like Pete, Pete Davidson. Davidson Pete do Davidson is funny. Yes, he does. He is funny. He's not funny. Yes, he is. At least we've heard of them. You're gonna you're gonna argue like with two people that like we know uh, like Kate McKinnon's been in a bunch of movies, and you were gonna argue about them when there's people on this list who we've never even heard well, like the, I, the I, lady I, I who the headline Lady Ghostbusters, which was a bomb. Sure, she's been in other movies, but not as like a, a Lady lead Ghostbusters at all. was the best Ghostbusters. Maybe I sure. I think I'm the only person who doesn't like Phoebe Waller-Bridge either. I don't know who that is. A couple years ago, she had two different shows available on – one was on Amazon, one was on – one was Crashing, and the other was Fleabag. And I did not like either of them, and I love British comedies. So she was the one who did the voice of of, of the uh, droid, the woke droid in Solo. Oh, oh, I still maintain that 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 droid was funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. She's I mean, it's probably her. even more hilarious if it's trying to be serious. Ghostbusters made two hundred and twenty-nine million dollars worldwide. That's that's on not a, good. On a hundred and forty-four million dollar budget. <laughs> 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 probably a hundred fifty million de- uh, additional dedicated to. They gave him a hundred and forty-four million dollars to make that movie. That seems uh, Paul Feig. Wikipedia says the marketing budget for Lady Ghostbusters was $350 million. The marketing what? budget? Yeah. That can't marketing be right. budget alone is $350 million. <laughs> How much money did they think they were going to make? How could they? What? They had, well, to, they had, to, assume, they had to assume it was going to make like a billion dollars then is what they must have thought. Because that's that's his track record right as a director (laughs) (laughs) Uh, everyone knows that heat made a billion dollars well i assume they're just going oh ghostbusters everybody's going to go see it's ghostbusters we it's a known thing so everybody's going to go see it he's got a movie coming out in november called last christmas starring emilia clark henry golding and emma thompson emilia clark so so it's it's another game of thrones star gets a chance to flop yeah, it's probably going to. Have both of you listened to the most recent glop? Yeah. Yes. So how about that Rob Long? <laughs> was he still uh, high when they were recording? He was just drinking some ayahuasca tea. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like that. Does that really surprise you? I mean, he's a Hollywood writer who who is, you know, Hollywood writers have aspirations to be super rich like they're acting and and uh yeah i mean producing. It, really, it, it wasn't that surprising to i mean he's you know he works in the creative industry they do weird stuff and so he's probably like he's probably tried the spas that he you know and tried this stupid like ding like the sound therapy and all that bs and he's like that's garbage but i hear these people are doing the psychedelic drug that sounds great yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm so not- i'm not saying it's normal i'm just saying i'm not that surprised that rob Decided to go like vomit in a bucket. In uh, when he did, talked about it uh, before he left for the trip, I like I didn't picture it at, at like a super nice resort, but 
I'm now I'm kind of guessing it was like four star hotel and and uh, it's not exactly like a dirt floor of a you know of a hut in Costa Rica. Right, but he still described it like he got his bucket and mattress and sat in his room or something. I don't like. Is that something rich people do? Or mm. I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. Or is it more like hipsters do? I I didn't even I didn't realize this was a thing. I I didn't either, but I'm also not surprised. Like, oh, okay, that totally makes sense. <laughs> like, rich people would pay pay some Peruvian people to come like wail and sing and give you powerful. What's what's the term for those those drugs? Is it psychedelic? Hallucinogenic. I'm pretty sure that I think he said it's one of the most uh, powerful hallucinogenic hallucinogenic drugs you can get. I think that's See, what's weird is that like people try to like learn something about themselves when all you're doing is like effing with synapses. It's it's kind of the opposite of of using logic and reason and using like the powers of the brain. It's saying all of this stuff is just it's just like bits of electricity going back and forth in your brain, and uh, humans are no different than a friggin' computer. It's, so it's it's See, kind of anti science. I, I don't know what that experience would give me that I didn't get the other day when I took a three-hour fishing trip and just sat in my boat and pulled up uh, bass out of a lake. Like, that's very therapeutic for me. I thought you were going to say you, you went out to a bar and came back with the food poisoning. What I thought you were going to say you ground the bass into a tea and drank it and, uh, <sighs> and hallucinated. You went out and tried to catch some ass? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a crude wow. way of putting it, Thomas. I mean, it's 2019. Mo- moving on. Uh, what do you guys make of J-Pod's despair of uh, the status mm. of Hollywood or the state of Hollywood? He sounded like a, I don't know, he's, he sounded like a cranky old man. I'm just like, <laughs> whining, I don't And like he was completely ignoring everything that uh, that Rob was saying. Yeah, and just like Rob was trying to make the point that like, hey, you have to make flops. Like flops are gonna happen. Like, you know. But and then Jay Paul's like, yeah, but what if no one teaches these kids how to go to movies? And they're not gonna want to go to. They're not gonna. They're not gonna know how to go to movies. And so then when they get older, they're not gonna go to movies. And it's just like, what are you teaching them? Like to go to if like there's a movie they want to see, their people are gonna go. J-Pod seem to think that, like, if it's not this, like, thing that's ingrained in you from, you know, when you're a little kid, and so that's why you keep doing it when you're adult, because, like, oh, this is what I've always done, this ritual of going to the movies, that's, you know, and so, like, if you don't, you know, learn it as a kid, then somehow you're not going to be able to figure it out as adult or you're not going to be or not going to have any interest in doing it as an adult that just that seems silly to me factual question is movie going down this year i think they said it's seven i think it's seven percent down this year compared to last year is is that a lot I mean, is it? I don't know. I don't pay attention to the fluctuations from year to year. But I mean, like, I, I, was it them or who was reading? Who was reading the list of movies that are still to come out this year? Right, and, right. And, well, and it seemed like there was like there's so still far, a lot to come out. Right. And there, so, there, there are so many fewer studios that like. So Disney's kind of setting the agenda for the summer by saying we're gonna uh, we're gonna come out with with uh, Avengers in in April. 
and we're not going to do anything else until we come out with uh, Toy Story four, and then right. like they, and they're they're, ju- they're re-releasing out. Yeah, they're re-releasing uh, in game, and on ju- on June twenty eighth, it, there it's going to have like a deleted scene, and then there's going to be post credits uh, stingers that oh, are going to be added into it. Oh. And so they're they're re-releasing it so they can beat Avatar. <laughs> Which is kind of kind of awesome that like yeah, I'm point. just curious how much they're gonna make like how many people <laughs> are gonna go back to the theaters just to just to see the t- fifteen minutes of extra. Film. I'm sure it's gonna be enough. They're at two point seven four billion and Avatar is two point seven eight billion. So is it now gonna be five hours long? <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> they didn't. I mean, if you think now you got to stay all the way through the credits. To watch the, the, I guess there's several, there's several like stingers at the end of it. And during the actual movie, there's uh, at least one scene that was deleted that's going to be added back in. So there's going to be one, at least one deleted scene just in the regular run of the movie that wasn't in the first time. That's insane. Uh, That's insane. Yeah. (laughs) Like, go, we want you to go back to the movies Two months after this came out, and I don't know, six weeks before it comes out on on digital download. Yeah, we could be releasing this it. little <laughs> itty bitty bit of extra content. Yeah, we could be just releasing the Blu-ray or digital download at this point, but instead we're gonna put that off a little longer and make you go back to the movie. But it's not like Disney isn't releasing stuff. They they released uh, Aladdin, Dumbo. They have Lion King coming out. But they're still doing things, even though they're not these amazing big blockbusters like Endgame. Yeah, they're, they're kind of spacing out the releases, and and the other studios are just are bombing. So like Men in Black, I think they assumed was going to make a lot of money, um, and it's not. Yeah. Godzilla, they hoped. I don't think they thought, but they hoped that that would be a bigger hit. And then these other um, more in- indie, not necessarily indie, but like so Annapurna's Booksmart and. What's the what's the Mindy Kaling movie? Um, Emma Late Thomas. night. Late night. Like they really hoped that those would be. I mean, they spent a record eighteen million dollars to purchase it from Amazon Studios did uh, from one of the festivals, and it's not going to make any money. So they they, they hoped um, that the box office would be better than it is. Um, it's, made, hoped- it's made eight million worldwide so far. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to lose ten million. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Um. So what I was gonna say is just going back to uh, Ryan's uh, kind of complaint about JPod. Like this is a common anxiety. Like this is something that that I think has been plaguing JVL. Uh, I, I was back listening to old um, Substandard episodes on the archive. JVL brings this up several points, and this is where we got the portrait mode thing and how like he's like, well, the big problem is that the screen in movie theaters is too big. What they should really do is hand out you know cell phones to millennials as they walk into the theater. That like. That that young people don't care about the size of the screen or the quality of the sound or even the communal experience, which which JVL values. He talked about that um, at Aladdin, like the theater experience that you can't replicate. Now, y- younger people are watching more stuff. I mean, they'll watch a pirated version. So the assumption is that what like whatever a movie will gross like or however many people go to see a movie in the theaters like. 20% are staying home and watching a pirate copy. Like so it's some insanely high amount. So I don't think the issue is that young people are consuming less content, it's just that they're consuming it in a different format. But 
I guess unlike JPOD and unlike JVL, I'm not really worried about that. I think that you can make really great movies even without having the ambition to release them all on 5,000 screens across the country and make money that way. Like you can make smaller releases like say uh, John Wick or Dragged Across Concrete or whatever and you can make really good movies. Are you worried? Like Chris, you sound like you're worried. What worries me more is is just the bad movies that they're putting out. That like movie studios, I I feel like they're they're lost. Like they they've, but I mean it's not like they've. I don't think they ever really understand what the people want. Walk at at um, conservatives or Christians like American Sniper. Uh, like so th- so it's it's partly not understanding America, but it's partly like just betting on properties. You know stuff like like what are the like so let, let me read to you the. Uh, uh, just the top movies, uh, all existing IP. Secret Life of Pets 2, Men in Black International, Aladdin, Dark Phoenix. Rocket Man would be the only original one. Uh, and then we have Godzilla, King of Monsters, and Shaft, and John Wick. Um, of the of these movies that are like top grossing right now, like there's nothing original that's that's being put out. So do you remember when we reviewed the the 2018 a year in review of movies and the only ones i had on my list besides maybe game night and and i don't know i had game night solo um whatever that coen brothers movie was uh and then it was a bunch of kids movies because like i was just not i was underwhelmed with what came out in that entire year um so i don't think it's just this year that's bad i think it's let me take a stand for hollywood and rob long here where where he makes the point that People don't know what's going to hit and what's not going to be a hit. And one way of trying to guarantee that something's going to hit is to try to build on an existing IP. And it has less to do, it has less to do with politics, even though there's a little bit of that. I'll I'll grant you that, but I I don't think that's the big culprit in this. I think it's that studio executives know that they are terrible at trying to predict what people want, and so they try to play these safe cards. Yeah, sure. Well, and, and it takes so long to uh, to produce a movie from from concept to, to theater that, I mean, it's hard to, like, oh, well, this thing hit last year, like, let's do let's do the same thing. <laughs> you know, so if... if uh, Universal's right. like, well, this yeah, let's Jason try to copy. Point, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that well? You can't really copy it because it takes like three years to make a movie, or or in the case of Triple Frontier, eighteen years. <laughs> I have an appreciation for like, you don't know what's going to hit, what's going to flop, and a certain percentage are just going to be flops. But like, I also think part of it's on the studios. Just just make better movies. Pete Davidson is currently starring in a uh, movie called. Big Time Adolescence, which is produced by Judd Apatow, and it's about um, his real life. Uh, it's basically about his real life because his dad was a um, his dad was a firefighter who died on is 9/11. It, is it about that one singer lying about his penis length? Do you know what I'm talking about? I remember there was. Uh, Something what's, about what's that. What's her name? Ariana Grande. So yeah, he for a while, and she's like, yeah, he he's said like, he's hung. Like he's got like a and giant. Then, and and then he's he, like, he's like, that's no. the worst thing she could have said because like every woman's gonna be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, he's giving uh, Fastbender a run for his money. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I actually want to see this. 
Sexually Depraved Misfits, played by Terturo, Bobby Cannavale, and Audrey Taut. I don't know how to say this person's name. It has Susan Sarandon. That's that's Thomas's girl. What are you talking about? Where did Thomas? you get that from? You you are all off the air. You're always talking about Susan Sarandon. <laughs> wow. Uh, your your words right there that that counts as an assault. It was okay. an attack. Have you taken a job at Oberlin? <laughs> I wish. Can I do say a thing? What kind of thing? I mean, it's it's kind of a lengthy thing, but um, it it just seems appropriate here because uh, we're we're recording. Um, <laughs> so JVL JVL asked us about toys in our youth, and uh, I, I kind of uh, alluded to the fact that like, yeah, we didn't get toys, um, and that which is not entirely true that we didn't get toys, but. When my brother listened to that, he was like, oh, well, what I just tell my friends is that we lived in the Great Depression. And he like, tell people this with a straight face. He's like, yeah, I grew – no, I, I missed that. I grew up during the Great Depression. And people are just kind of like, what? Like they laugh and they're like – they don't know what to make of it. Um, but it, it, it so perfectly explains our childhood. Like literally never once did my parents take me to the store and buy me a toy. They never like – like we we were raised as if we lived Good. during the Great Depression. Um, like like things were not bought for us, and it wasn't because like we weren't loved or anything. It was just like we didn't spend money ever. So like that, it's hard to explain how being raised, how much that is ingrained in you, and how like it's almost painful f- for me to spend money. Like it's. Like that that level of cheapness. So even once we had money, I didn't I didn't like the theater going experience just wasn't a thing that I would just like drop a bunch of money on a movie ticket. It was like this luxury that that of course I w- wouldn't indulge in. And to 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 get a ticket plus like drinks and 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 popcorn like to drop like fifty bucks on a date night would be crazy. Um, however. Um, so, so like I have not gone to that many movies in my life up until last November or December. Uh, but my kids are now welcome. a little bit older uh, and, and it's become like a thing that we do. Um, there's a movie theater that I can almost see from my house. It is like a mile and a half away and Tuesdays is discount day. So it's less it's 550 a ticket plus tax. Doesn't matter what time you go, Tuesdays it's $5 and 50 forking cents to go to a movie. It's unbelievably so, cheap. Question, question. So so it's not a movie house? It's not a movie house. It's just your average uh, what is it? A Century or Regal Cinemark. Those are all I think related somehow. I forget which one it is. I thought I thought I thought movie theaters you can see from your house are all movie house. Sure, if you live in Austin, and because it's a house, I I'm not sure which 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 uh, thing you're joking about. Tuesdays are also Infusion Day, so every other Tuesday uh, we spend. Day. Yes. Um. So my son Isaac has Pompeii disease, which requires an infusion of an enzyme. Requires- yeah, you made it, but you made it sound like you know. When you say like the way you said it, you're like infusion day, like you, like you know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Move on, Ryan. It sounded, it it sounded like you were like saying like it was like something fun the way you said it. It's infusion day, like it's just it is what it is. <laughs> so we spend the day in the 
frickin' infusion center so that my son can get this life-saving uh, treatment every every uh, every other Tuesday. And um, the day's just like I, I bring my laptop and I try to work from there, but I mean it's it's a hard place to get work done. There are inter- lots of interruptions. The nurse is coming in to take vitals every uh, a lot of bodily fluids. Thirty. Yeah. What? No. <laughs> vitals, not poop, not stool samples, just like blood pressure, you know, things like that. Um, uh, unlike uh, the monsters in the SSEU, like. Instead of just pretending like I'm sleeping, like I, we actually like talk when she comes in. We have a relationship. Um, we see this person all the time. So, so anyway, after What's just kind name? of a wrecked day, like it's hard. Like we get home around three o'clock. It's hard to get anything done in that like span of time. So starting in like November, I decided screw it. It's like infusion days are going to be movie day. So maybe two or three times in the last six months, we've not gone to the movies. But every other time when there's anything even when there's bad movies in the theater like aquaman or captain marvel we still go and we go to the movies so um it has become a thing that we do we go to the movies uh just about every two weeks and so like it's 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 an experience that i I still like you know i told the story about um losing my um my airbuds airpods whatever apple calls them the expensive wireless bluetooth ones because i was like Zipping like snacks into my pockets so I didn't have to spend money at the snack bar. <laughs> so I say, I mean, it's, it's not like we still get this giant thing of popcorn, but um, but like we have changed our. We're the rare people who have actually started a, a practice of going to the movies, and that's kind of a it's kind of a well, fun. Well, I think you have to keep going, don't you, to 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 save the amount of money that it costs <laughs> you to lose your AirPods. AirPods. Pretty much, like I, I have no other choice than to just sneak all like all the shit into there. We come home and I, uh, the last two weeks, Jordan sits on the porch and I ask her to to review uh, the movie. And I think uh, in this episode we're gonna get a review of Aladdin from her. So, if that's want looking. to uh, do it right now? Let's hear it. Okay, here's Jordan's review of Aladdin. All right, Jordan, what movie did we just get a chance to watch? Aladdin in the live action. Live action Aladdin. And what did you think about it? Okay, it was amazing. And I think since it was live action, it was way more interesting. The Jafar's plot is pretty different to what um, it is in the cartoon style. And I think it's they're both very different. Because the characters look a lot different, especially Jafar and Aladdin. And but you mentioned his plot is even different. Yes, in, in one part, he figures out he can banish. Well, not banish. Banish is like forever. He tries to banish him. Banish, banish. Sorry, I was using one finger. You're doing air quotes, yeah. Banish. Yeah. Aladdin and Abu to Antarctica, and apparently the magic carpet. And that's no, I think the genie like snapped his fingers and sent the magic carpet. Remember, it came like through like a magic portal or something, didn't it? Oh yeah, it did. Yeah. But um. What do you think about the music? Okay, the music was amazing, but in most parts it sounded like a snake drum. Yeah. Um. There's some some new songs in this, weren't there? Yeah. Did I you like them? The words to them. How did you know the words to them? There were they. A lot of songs were pretty much the same as ones in the cartoon. Right. So you know the, those words, yeah. yeah. Did, uh, did you think they were better or worse or about the same? Did you like them about the same? 
Live action, the music was better. Um, and how about the new new songs? Like she sang a song about um, being speechless. free and speechless. Yeah, what do you think about that song? Speechless. Um, I really like speechless, especially when she is captured. She gets uh, air quotes captured. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like air quotes, don't you? Yes. I do. Okay. Um. So you loved it. Uh. Do you want to watch it again? Yes. It's really good. Any further thoughts? Any closing thoughts? Well, I think. That the plot is, I think, a little bit better, and the wishes are different. The wishes are a big part, and I think the fight between Aladdin, the genie, and Jafar is a very well. In in the cartoon, it's just a fight for the lamp. The right. genie doesn't want the lamp. Right, and in the live action. Live action. It's just like Jafar is powerful. He's like, bam, bam, magic, bam, bam. <laughs> He's just a magic man, bam, bam, bam. Awesome. Thanks, Jordan. Uh, what, what movie do you want to see next? I don't know. Dark Are, Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. Are you going to review Dark Phoenix? Yes. All right. Of course. Okay. Great thoughts as always, Jordan. Nice work. Jordan, thank you for that review. Uh, Aladdin, <laughs> since it hits theaters, has ma made has made it's still in theaters, right? So it currently sits at how how much do you think it's made? Three billion dollars worldwide. It's made close uh, seven hundred and thirty million, two hundred and seventy of which are domestic in the U.S. Uh, it had a production budget of one hundred and eighty ish, which uh, is kind of shock shockingly low. No, I'm, like where, where, where did they use that money? Like, I understand to have a genie do all those things. There's a fair amount of CGI, but did that really seem like a hundred eighty million dollar movie to you? CGI. I mean, there weren't any. There weren't any giant robots fighting. No <laughs> cities were destroyed. Right. There, there was no Ant Man going up the the rectum of of Thanos. What did they spend all that this money? Movie either? Didn't happen in this movie. <laughs> Either and and um, in case you didn't notice that the, the the writers came out and said that um, in fact uh, Thanos has an indestructible rectum. So had <laughs> had he tried this gambit, um, it wouldn't have worked very well for him. We would have lost Ant Man. He would he would be crushed by the indestructible rectum of Thanos. We uh, do you want a big boy review of uh, Aladdin? I, I, first of all, I, I want to give Matt Roberts uh, credit for reminding me of that today in premium. Uh, I, I want to hear your thoughts before we do a big boy review. I want to hear your thoughts on on like the budget. Like, did that seem like where you were looking at 180 million dollars? What, what? But how much of that do you think Will Smith got? I don't know, 20 million. I mean, okay. Will Smith and made then, a How much did they? He is not that big of a star anymore. Like, you don't have to pay him 50 million. He made bright. I mean, he's he's not. He made bright. Uh, right, but but isn't this isn't this what movies cost these days? Like, isn't when when you look at Dumbo and Lion King and Aladdin and so like they are up there, one fifty, one eighty, or something like that. I mean, I'm not sure so either I what just, they spend it on. I just watched Adam McKay's Vice, which is a period piece. So, I mean, you got to spend all the money on all that period stuff and locations. And that was – I looked up the budget. I was like, oh, this is like – like you could at least um, – it, it's a 
quality production, and that was like a $60 million movie. It had and it, it had no lack of stars in it, where um, Will Smith is really the only star in Aladdin. No, I, I think you have a good point. Can, can we get to the, to the big boy sure. review? Okay. Will, Will Smith scores historic payday to record music for Aladdin. Will Smith... What's the Go most of what's the most upfront money a person has been paid for their involvement in a single film? Hint, you can't look it up because it's not record. Okay, whatever. Okay, so they're not telling us, but they're just telling us that <laughs> HipHopHollywood.com reports that Will Smith's team negotiated a record-breaking contract, which includes separate fees for acting and recording. It, it doesn't really say how much, but it's basically they're basically saying like it's a ridiculous amount of money that he got for being in this. So, I mean, would it be crazy to think that $50 million went to him? That would be insane. That would be pretty insane. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what this sounds like, though. Thomas, do you want to do the Big Boy Review, or do you want me to? Yeah, well, I actually have a guest to do the Big oh. Boy Review. I, wow, okay. She's been on the show uh, previously, but I invited her back, and she was very happy to do it. Uh, so I give you uh, Aileen Nordegren Woods with the review of <laughs> Aladdin. <clears throat> I was very happy that no one decided to run train on anyone in this movie, <laughs> unlike on the PGA Tour. First, I oh. just want to say that I don't understand why the movie wasn't in English. The first one was in Swedish, and so should this one be. Minus one star. The best moment in the movie is when you take a firm grip of it and rub it hard, eventually a genie pops out. The movie is also very relatable for girls and women once uh, since we have all attempted to run away from our parents, checking up with partners that are just not good for us, and will lie and sleep with other women while traveling the world playing golf. Uh, as, as an example, I really like Jasmine in this movie, but do you not wonder if the carpet matches the drapes? She is a role model for women everywhere when she is crowned ruler and gives us hope that one day a woman will bear the crown and rule the United Kingdom. In short, I liked it five stars. Uh, Elin, Elin, wow, Elin. Thank you. Elin, you hope yes. that one day a woman will be Queen of England? Is that your hope? That That's that's what she said. That's what she said. Okay. All right. Well, she, she's gone now. I don't cool. know. A girl can hope. Yeah, I know. Uh, so I, I think uh, that, that was a fairly solid review. I loved it, especially since <laughs> I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> well, now yeah, you don't you, have you, you have no idea what happens in this movie, Ryan. It's... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you've definitely not seen this movie. So I'm not sure. So so I think that there is something to we've talked about this before, or it's been discussed in the mega thread before. Like you have affection for movies that you grow up watching, and so I saw Aladdin growing up, and I don't know, I like it, and this builds on so much nostalgia that I give it a B plus, A minus, A minus. Let's settle for an A minus. Okay, because like there, there are kind of two takes with the nostalgia. There is the how dare you ever try to recreate this wonderful thing, which is what uh, Steven and Chris at the Ruminations podcast. Okay, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, so I'm just trying to nail down this budget. So Robert Downey Jr. got $15 million for three days of shooting in Spider-Man Homecoming. He got 
fifty million for Avengers uh, for the Avengers movie and forty million for Age of Ultron. And so, and combined in Infinity War and Endgame, it was at least seventy-five million. This this also has Will hit Robert Downey Jr. as the third highest paid actor of all time. Will Smith being number one. And talking about his his upcoming film, you know, live action adaptation of Aladdin. So he may have gotten like half of that hundred and eighty million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like when you start thinking about like how much they gave him like it's like oh well that's where that is that's where, where the money all went, the money went. <laughs> okay we can go back now that just okay. seems insane to me oh my gosh some, some people think it's an abomination to redo something that was already so great but but for you that's what made the movie work was that like oh i this is a delightful um reimagining of of, of this wonderful tale from my childhood I I think so, but it's also new cartoons that are coming out these days or animated movies. I don't really like them because I'm not a kid anymore, but this tugs on the heartstrings in a way that newer animated movies just simple, simply don't, do not. Okay. Okay. You, Did you like it? You, you, you like hard-hearted it? bastard. You're telling me you didn't share I mean, here during Up? I, I saw Aladdin, you know, when I was a kid, a whole bunch of times, and I liked it. I have no desire to see I don't even want to take my kids to see this. Like, if they want to see it, no. I'd be like, okay, well, you can go with your mom. Um, but I, but I, you're also not seven anymore. I guess, yeah. So that's, I mean, but there's no, like, no matter how much nostalgia there is, it doesn't, like, make me want to see this or Lion King or any other or the other ones they're gonna remake. Uh, so so tell me this, Thomas. Considering that that Will Smith was half of the budget of the movie, was it worth it? Was he the right guy? Was did did it did he work? I mean, I think he did. At the same time, I have never seen Robin Williams' Genie, so I, I can't compare the two. What? I watched the first one in Swedish. Oh. So so like the Robin Williams' Genie thing. Carries no weight for me. So wow. what, what was the Swedish genie like? He tried to be goofy. He wasn't anything special. There was none of the carrying on ad-libbing that Robin Williams did. It was just trying uh, to recreate that in Swedish, I guess. Like yes. whoever was doing the, you know, that's the voiceover. Yeah. Okay, so are are you ready for be weird? It would be super weird. Are, are you guys ready for my just piping hot take? P- piping? Okay. Yes, just just white hot take. Um, that's the original. The, the original Aladdin. <laughs> it isn't very good. Like literally, the only good thing about the original Aladdin is Robin Williams, and and his like ad libbing kind of like charismatic genie really only appears at length at like three points in the movie. Um, and like, those are the best parts. Those are the things that work. Other, other than that, it's this, it's this not very good story, a story not necessarily worth uh, recreating in live action. And be, because I think this is, this is true. I think the, the, uh, I would agree with, with JVL who taught, I think the new one is actually better. And I agree with JVL 
that they kind of fixed some of the plot holes or some of the just the character motivations that didn't work from the beginning. Like the dope sultan and the stupid law that was like uh, the kind of deus ex machina of, of like um, – maybe it's not a deus ex machina, but like there's this law that says she's got to get married. And then, then they're like, oh, never mind. Like we'll just change the law. <laughs> <laughs> Which 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 just doesn't work. Um, another thing about the original that doesn't work is uh, Aladdin's going to set the genie free with his third wish. Well, in the cartoon, he could have just got a, made a third wish to be a prince and got, and married her with the old law without this stupid. Well, we'll just make a new law. Um, he could have just wished to be a prince again. Although, didn't he already make that wish? He wasn't unprinced. Um, so like none of that – the logic doesn't make sense. Um, and then he could have made that wish and then handed the lamp to Jasmine, and she could have rubbed it and said, I free you, genie. But what, what I think the, the live-action Aladdin did effectively was talk about how, how the lamp changes you, right? That like um, the, the power um, – so Aladdin was the first one who was a diamond of the rough, who, who didn't desire the wrong things, but like that this desire, this greed, all this lust for power and, and earthly things, it, it, the lamp corrupts. And so had he at the end in the live action handed the lamp to Jasmine, it would have corrupted her too. She wouldn't have been able to free the genie, if that makes sense, because the lamp changes you. Oh, I, I'm really looking forward to Unprinced, the documentary about the dark side of the making of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> I thought it was about the artist formerly known as, but also still known as. You never, you never gave us a letter grade. Uh, for the so, live action, I give it a B too. Like it's, it was, it was, it was good. It was, it was enjoyable. It's not a great tale. Um, but like if you enjoy, you know, the music of the original, um, I think. Generally, you're gonna like it unless you're just like you never want to see that stuff again. Um, but but generally, like I think that's why it it is doing well in the box office because it, it's it's faithful enough. It's it 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 makes each character their their uh, kind of reasons for what they do compelling. Um, it adds music. Um, like I yes. I didn't dislike the woke uh, speechless song or whatever. Like I didn't dislike it. Uh, I'm also not just a, I'm not a show tunes guy, so like that. I mean, it didn't do a lot for me, but um, more uh, I found Jasmine beautiful, and more more Jasmine was was uh, definitely uh, a plus in the movie. You guys looking forward to the Lion King? I wasn't looking forward to this, but I went to it because Jordan really wanted to go. And see, and my kids haven't seen the original Aladdin, okay. so that's one reason why they're not like asking to see it. Like I I haven't seen the original Aladdin since probably since I was a kid. So I'm not selfish like you, Ryan. So um, if my kids want to go, unless I absolutely hate the movie, uh, I'll go. If my kids want to go to Lion King, I'll go. If they don't want to go, I'm I'm, I'm not going to go. So, so I, I think I, I'm probably going to have to go to Lion King. So we're we're on the street, as far as I understand it, from just like talking talking with friends, is that it seems like people are excited about the Lion King, and I, I, I think, I think it's it's going to do really well. Yeah. One of the guys on is one of the Ringer movie podcasts made a bet that the Lion King is going to be the highest grossing film of all time. And that seems crazy that seems to me. Yeah. 
I, I guess I just haven't gauged the level. I, I didn't. I, I just I haven't realized that people were actually like excited to see it before. I heard him talking about it that way, just like this week on a podcast. I wouldn't I, be shocked because like it's it blends like the two big things of nostalgia and like kind of being the right movie. So a movie kind of featuring Africa and Africans, like that could easily propel, you know, just in a justice sense. Like, oh, this is this is the right movie. It's the right thing to go to this twice. Go 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 three times. Do you have any last thoughts for this episode? Yes, I do. And, and they kind of talked about this on, on the sub beacon. I, I think uh, Guy Ritchie was totally wasted on this movie. Like, it, it, <laughs> no. like you drunk. only really he was drunk the whole time. You only you only really saw his signature in a very few places. Like, so is, is he just kind of given up all like creative desires and is just cashing checks right now? I, I don't understand why he took this job. So it was the speed ramping. Maybe he wanted places. a beach house. Maybe he wanted to be, and and I can't. Uh, who am I to, to say he can't have a beach house? But it was just kind of a weird choice. Um, although it did, the speed ramping did kind of work in the dance scenes. My other thing is, is I, and again, they talked about this in Subbeacon. I don't think Will Smith worked as the genie, and 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 he, I was trying to like chew on it and think about like what is it that that doesn't work for me? And I think it's that like Will Smith from my youth is like the epitome of cool. Like from Fresh Prince to Men in Black, he's always just cool. Um, even if all his rap sounds the same. Ha ha! Woo! Ha ha! Woo! Ha ha! Um, this, this is better than your James Earl Jones. That is better than your James Earl Jones. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like so he was just like so dang cool and when he so Sonny was like yeah when he does like the hitch style like advising of Aladdin on how to woo um Jasmine like that works but um they're like yeah when he tries to do I don't feel like he ever really tried to really channel Robin Williams it was just when he was kind of goofy and like trying to be silly like, that didn't really work. I don't know. What do you think, Thomas? Uh, it seems like such an ungrateful task to try to follow Robin Williams as the genie. Yeah. And so, I like, I don't know. It seems like whatever he would have done, he would have failed. Uh, like, maybe it would have been better if he would have stuck just to be Will Smith. done a different Smith. way. Yeah, yeah. Like, not uh, be a silly genie, but just, uh, like, listen, man. I'm <laughs> yeah. Like, like a cool Will Smith like a genie cool Will Smith. Yeah. all through. It's kind of a slick, yeah. Uh, that would have been a better way to go, yeah. I watched Men in Black, first one and the second one. They were on uh, TV the other week. Okay. Uh, they they are both enjoyable movies. Like, they they hold up. I, I enjoyed both of them. All right, you guys heard it here. And I think Will Smith Thomas says go watch Men in Black International. I was I was looking forward to Men in Black International, actually. I thought it was good, but... I, I'm going to see it. I don't know if I will go see it in theater or if I'll yeah, wait. Yeah, I probably will wait now at this point since I think we're probably going to go to Toy Story this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to Talk wait. about movies I have no interest in. Oh my gosh, the boys have been watching the first three Toy Stories like for the last two weeks. I, I like Chris Hemsworth, and yeah. I, I think I like Tessa Thompson, so like... I'll, I'll definitely like guys. I <laughs> I see you read the text. Um, so uh, like I'll definitely uh, be watching it at some point. Like I can't actually. I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to watch Men in Black International. So I'll I'll watch it probably sometime next year. <laughs> you can't wait. 
<laughs> I actually, I want, I'm going to, I'm not going to go to theater, but once it's available to, to rent, I'll watch it because I, I do want to see it. That is all the time we are giving to this episode. Thank you for listening and we'll be back next week. That secret that you know You don't know how to tell It fucks with your honor And it teases your head But you know that it's good, girl Cause it's running you with red Now the snow started falling So what was that a picture of? So you took a picture of one of the many buildings on your compound and you posted and finished saying home. And then we had a lot of fun, like Batman. Oh, the photoshopping. Yeah. photoshopping. Uh, So that is not on a compound. That is one of our cabins slash cottages, whatever. It takes about an hour to walk after you leave your car in the middle of the forest uh, to get to it. It's in the middle of nowhere. That you can't, you can literally not be more in the middle of nowhere. Is this you, can't even, you can't even drive to all the way to it. No, no, you can't. Isn't it amazing? Well, but, I think there'd be some kind of regulation that you have to have like a, a drive leading up to your house. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what an unregulated country you have. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we're known for, Sweden, the the unregulated country. I guess I'm like kind of surprised his voice is still strong enough to like, because I haven't seen him or heard him. You must you never know, go there. Do anything recently, so. Ryan, Ryan, you just talked I... right over my James Earl Jones impression, which is really good. <laughs> okay, do it again. You must never go there. Did I say I had a movie quote? Did didn't you just read the text? No. What were you laughing what is at? It? What were you laughing at just now? You. Oh, I'm that funny. I make you laugh. <laughs> no, that that was at you, not with you. I thought you were laughing at the movie quote. Thomas, what, read the what, movie quote. Why am why am? Uh, <laughs> all right, <clears throat> uh, guys, uh, I have a I have a movie quote. You do. Uh, I do. It was literally just handed to me. Okay. We were soldiers. We were just following orders. Whether you enjoyed it or not has nothing to do with it. John Cusack. We were soldiers. <laughs> so dumb. No, keep going. That's from. We, it's not from. We were soldiers. We oh, were soldiers too. Um, we, oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't sure. It's all mashed together. Uh, John Cusack from We together. Were Soldiers Too. Just following orders. All right. Now, like, do it again. Like, like you mean it. <laughs> we were soldiers. We were just following orders. <laughs> Whether <laughs> I enjoyed it or not has nothing to do with it.
John Cusack in We Were Soldiers 2, Just Following Orders. <laughs> 